No. Oh, you were thinking gills? Oh, I'm all, it sounds fishy. She's trying to do a pun and I don't understand. I'm just going to move on. There it is. Move on. Well, there it is. Welcome to Design Speaks. This lovely podcast is brought to you by a graphic design geek and a regular human being, aka a non-designer. We're here to chat about music, pop culture, cool places, and basically whatever we feel is relevant. Hey guys, I'm Brandy C. And I'm Michelle. And you're listening to episode 99 of Design Speaks. We are one away, if you are bad at math, one away from the big 100. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of crazy. We're going to start saying 100 and something. That's really? That's crazy. Or are I, I we guess gonna I'm gonna go 101 episode I like 101. That. I, I like that. I like that. It's like this is Design Speaks 101. Ooh, Design <laughs> Speaks 101. It's like the class. <laughs> Till it's 102. Then we start charging because <laughs> it's classes. Till you get to 104 and then you graduate. And then you graduate. <laughs> Speaking of Speaking graduating, of, that leads right into my week. <laughs> um, but first, on today's episode, we're gonna be talking about why asking, why to ask why, the power of why, and everything invo- involved in why. I thought you were going to say, and everything in vibes. And I was like, Mm-mm. I don't know what that means, No, <laughs> We are like, at this point of the day in this weekend, <laughs> it's the weekend for us. We are like kind of punch drunk right we're now. We're a little punch drunk. <laughs> I'm just so <laughs> We've tired. We've just been going, going, going. Which is fun. At least we are having busy, enjoyful, enjoying, enjoyful, enjoyful lives. Sure. <laughs> enjoyful. Speaking See, of. See, I'm not, and like, I'm not going to cut that because that just... It's, it is I, what it I is. I actually really like that word. I'm going to write it down. I don't know what I'm using What for, word was I trying to say? Joyful. Enjoyable. Joyful. Enjoyable. Enjoyful. Enjoyful. Write it down. Make it a thing. It's a thing. Thank you. It's officially a thing. No, this week has been <laughs> so much fun and also not a whole lot of fun at the same time, but I'm going to talk about the fun things. On Monday, I got to go see um, Fred Armisen in, in, in action on the stage for for the uncultured in our audience for the uncultured <laughs> who is fred armisen um fred armisen is the creator of many things he was on snl as a cast member for a few seasons um he was also he's also part of a popular tv show you may have heard of it portlandia um loves portland and he, and I'm happy to say that he's just is he from portland i don't know if he's no he's not from portland he is he said it on uh, he's from Long Island. He's oh, from New York. Oh wow! Okay. Um, I was like, he said it in his act. What is he? Um, he's from New York, but he loves Portland. And I'm just I'm happy to report that how he is in Portlandia is just how he is in Stop real it. life. He's just this really funny, witty, intellectual, weird dude. I love it, and he's so cool. Um, I'm so jealous you got to go. I yeah. don't remember why I couldn't go, but I couldn't go. So he, um, <laughs> me, not telling you he was here. Was that it? No, you told me like two weeks before, and then I was like, "Oh, I want to go with you." And then I think it just, something else it. came up. I don't remember. Anyway, life. Um, he had an act, a comedy stand-up routine that he's traveling right now with. He's touring. It's called Comedy for Musicians, but everyone is welcome. And I knew from the title <laughs> that I was going to love it, and I did. It That's was so great. Good. Um, so I was blessed by some Fred Armisen on Monday. Um, I got to go to a baseball game with the family. I'm not big on sports, but turns out sports, sports, things are happening out there. (laughs) There's a ball. (laughs) It's flying in the air. (laughs) Um, 
But my it turns out my dad really likes baseball, so I just he, which is something you literally just learned. I just learned like we're sitting at the baseball game, um, obviously. And <laughs> you could have been standing. I could have been standing. I guess we were sitting, and he's like, "Oh, it's a submarine pitcher," and I'm just like, "Is he underwater? <laughs> what is that? Why he's a submarine pitcher? <laughs> so dumb." And he was like, "No, he's an underhand pitcher," and I was like, "Is that a thing?" Oh, I. And, like, he sounded so confident when he said it, so I believed it. And then I had to look it up later, and it's true. Because <laughs> you didn't believe it. I was like, I was like, I don't know if he's You're lying like, to me. like, were you drunk when you made this up? Right, exactly. <laughs> and so it turns out he's, like, a big baseball fan and just hid it from me all of his life. My all life, of your life. All of my life and his. No, apparently he told me he, like, played baseball. I was like, oh, cool. I was You're like, did he you never, do that on a motorcycle? Because I only once. knew you to be into motorcycles. Yeah, never once in my childhood did he like steer me or my brother towards sports. My brother like naturally went to football, but I never was into sports. I was like, haha, jocks are losers. And hey, hey, <laughs> stayed hey, there. stayed right stay there. Stay in your circle. <laughs> stay in your lane. <laughs> my circle lane was in my choir. I'm in choir. Okay, um, okay. So, but I, so I just didn't ever go that way but it turns out he really likes it and then today my four-year-old graduated from pre-k and you're tearing up it's so she's so michelle keeps looking at the, like, at the ceiling ah! so while she composes herself we're also video taping we're that's not a thing we're, it's 1999 <laughs> <laughs> we're recording yes video of the podcast Starting today, I'm going to try and do it more. So you'll be able to see Michelle stare at the ceiling while she tries to keep her tears away. She is so cute and also drives me insane at the very same time. Well, everybody loved the burrito story. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, that's... Oh, I love it. Um, She she got all the way through pre-K. I read a really cool... um, What is it called? A really cool quote. And it's not not pertaining to like pre-K, but to high school. And it said... um, Graduating from high school isn't a big deal, but not graduating is a failure. And it's just like, oh, man, it's weird how people like look at that. Like, like if you didn't graduate from high school, it's like, wow, you you definitely Mm -hmm. failed. Like, that's weird. I'm not to say that you are a failure if you didn't graduate, to be honest. Like, but like, that's how it's kind of viewed. But graduating high school isn't a big deal. So like that, like kind of put it into perspective for me for pre-K. I'm like, I about three weeks ago, I went up to, um, the people at the front desk at her school and I was like is it really a big deal if I don't buy her a cap and gown because they said it was optional oh, okay and I was like can I just buy her she's like, gonna wear it one time one time <laughs> now I had to like force her to wear it for fun right Jasmine's pre-k <laughs> just loaned them out see I wish they would have yeah. I would have paid five dollars for that yeah like they, they just for did for dry free. cleaning it was or like, something here make sure you iron it I'm going to make sure, like, next year, I'm just going to give it to a bunch of people. Like, when is your pre-K graduation? Okay, give it back to me on this day. Um, <laughs> now, you can rent out rent pre-K it out gowns. and make my money back. <laughs> have a business. That'll be I really business. should. $5 covers, <laughs> it covers cleaning. Yeah. Um, they wear, She wore it for an hour. If that. And it was $25. But anyway, they're like, they're like, yeah, if you don't want her to feel left out, you should probably buy her a cap and gown. I was like, okay, here's my money. And then you took the pictures. Took, or you saw the pictures. I saw the pictures. And they are adorable. So and it was cute. all worth it. It's so worth it. <laughs> but like that quote from that weird high school thing was like changed my perspective. I'm like, pre-K 
doesn't seem like a big deal, but like it's a big deal to her. It's it's mm-hmm. like, and it really is like this is the furthest she's been in her life, and so we made like a big deal out of it for her. And it's she also had a good starting day. next year. She's oh my like, gosh, I lost it for Kinder. <laughs> really? God help you, because I I couldn't hold it together. I was a mess the whole it's a day, blubbery mess. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not the mom that cries. What yeah, am I right. doing? Turns out you are. Turns out I well, am. Well, like all of the teachers on the stage today for preschool were just like. They <laughs> I couldn't see her face when they were talking. I'm like, she's definitely crying. And I was tearing up. I was like, don't cry because they're crying. That's stupid. And I would, would do it anyway. So I tried not to. Except that's what you do. That's what I do. I'm an empathetic crier. And then I cry also. That's why I got you a handkerchief for I know. Mother's Day. You got me a... Okay. This is the best gift. I didn't... I can't... Oh, I did get a gift from Mother's... I got a few gifts from Mother's Day. I got a plant. And then I... Which I love. I love my brother-in-law or my sister-in-law got that for me. One of them. My sister-in-law got it for me. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Well, that's strange for a brother-in-law to get you something like nah, that. Nah, he would totally get me a plant, too. But that's why I thought it was him originally. Okay, okay. So she got me the plant, which I love. And then Kelly just got me a lot of, like, cute things that I would love, like a bath bomb and some face masks and chocolate. Some you-time gifts. Me-time gifts, which is speaks to my soul. Good. Um, And then you got me a handkerchief of La Llorona. Oh, my gosh. La Llorona, as well as, like, a sticker. And La Llorona, just so you, the public, knows, is a... a, Around here. uh, She's kind of like a celebrity in terms of... Everyone knows her. It's like a ghost story. Yeah. Like a local ghost. She's called the the English name for her is the Ditch Witch. And um, (laughs) the sticker is awesome. Maybe I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram (laughs) if you want to see it. Um... Oops, I just went to push up my glasses. And then <laughs> there. there. It's really funny to watch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, the La Llorona, she, the, the legend goes that she pushed her kids into a river and then was overcome with guilt and shame and obviously, like... Not just pushed them in. Like, she like drowned, she drowned them. She drowned her yeah. children. And um, she was just really, really, like, heartbroken by her decision. And so she was crying and looking for them. And the legend goes that she looked for them until she was gone. And to this day, you can hear her crying sometimes. And wandering the ditches. And wandering, <laughs> looking for her kids. So it's the a little Arroyos, dark. yeah. But La Llorona, a movie just came out about it. La Llorona is also a crybaby. Oh, Llorona is? Oh, I don't even know Spanish. So that's why I got it for you, because you're a crybaby. <laughs> and, and it's perfect. <laughs> and I now have a handkerchief for my tears. If yeah. only I had had that at pre-K. The pre UK graduation Sorry. today. I was like two hours too late. <laughs> I know. It's like all my tears are gone. I got no tears left to cry. <laughs> that's not true. I saw that. I know. I know. Seriously. So um, that's my week. But to go into that, my song for this week is an oldie but a goodie. Michelle's in charge of music my if f- we're recording because my phone is oh, recording. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so hopefully you enjoy it. I'm going to turn this up. I don't know how you do this so smoothly. Um, it's Two old- years of practice, girl. I know, right? <laughs> Oldie but a goodie. It's Third Eye Blind. Graduate.
kind of teach me your ways of getting rid of the song, <laughs> fading it out. So if you don't know that song, um, welcome, welcome to the 90s, 97. That's off of Ugh. their self-titled album, Third Eye Blind. Uh, that song like gives me the goosebumps. The goosies? The goosies. <laughs> for, for those of you who uh, didn't get all our in-between talk, watch the video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I just I just love that song. You and forgot about it though. I did. I was singing it. Yeah, I know. I was like, wow. Pre-K, they missed out on like a really good opportunity. Because what was the thing? They changed a little song for the end. What was yeah, the song? Um, Throw my hands up in the air tonight, singing ayo, wanna let or no. come on, come let's on, let's go. go. And then they say. Um, I want to celebrate and graduate. Yeah. It was <laughs> it's really so cute. funny. And, so, really and they had like little dance moves. And then you sing, um, can I graduate? And I was like, they missed out on yeah. a solid opportunity. <laughs> they did. As a mom who Instead grew of up. just changing the lyrics. In the 90s. Had, a, had one that already said graduate in it. And I look at all of those. I know just you can only say that line, honestly. Um, that's true. That's true. That's, that's legitimate. Um, but like. As all of those teachers, I look at all those teachers and I was like, you, I know you all grew up in the 90s. What what are you doing up there? <laughs> so Trying to be appropriate. Oh gosh. gosh, I guess. Although I had this one really fun memory of, um, speaking of trying to be appropriate and failing, um, <laughs> we used to go, you and I used to attend these proms. Um the for a radio station that we both worked for. Yeah, they were like they were like proms for like homeschool kids or kids that maybe went to Christian schools that didn't have prom. Yes. So it was like an alternative prom. An alternative prom. Um and it was tons of fun and we had one of our friends, she was all she was like interning at the radio station, put together a playlist. Um no one checked the playlist. I remember, I remember this now. No one checked the playlist and then semi uh jumper comes on. Is it Jumper? I don't remember which song. Do, I just do, remember do, it happening. Do, 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 do. Semi-Charm Life. Semi-Charm Life. Um, comes on. And I'm like, oh, I love this song. And then like we're like singing along. And I'm just like, these lyrics aren't appropriate. And then I look over at one of the other DJs. And he's just like, no. Slow motion. And he's Turn just it yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, there are some things in here that we can't. What happened? And it was just like, the next song was on so fast after that. And I was like, dang it, I really like that song. I know. And it's like, it's not even like a dancey song. It's just a song that everyone can sing along to because yeah. they know the do-do-do's part. Right. That's it. But it's just like, mm, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. appropriate. Yeah, it was like dang. my favorite song when I was like 15 and probably hadn't any idea what like the majority of it was actually about so yeah. good that's my week how about yours oh look at you and your we calm have, radio voice we have eight minutes to get through your week <laughs> okay <laughs> boy no pressure i know <laughs> since i'm the one that usually likes to talk um so i worked on my website a bit um part of this was um it's i think i've talked about it a little bit it's necessary because it keeps breaking on me so i've been working on squarespace um the hardest part about this for me at this point is trying to figure out like what I want the goal of it to be mm. um, because like the why the why is so important. So it's I I've been following Donald Miller for a long time. He has um, he has this thing called Story Brand. It's like a marketing um, thing. He's an author. He, he wrote some books a while back like called Blue Like Jazz and Scary Close, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which are amazing books. But his whole thing is 
aligns with my, my, my thinking very well because he's an author with a marketing platform. So he brings that in and calls his marketing platform story brand because your brand needs to have a story. Yes. Um, and so I've been trying to work through um, some of his videos and trying to figure out what my, like, I know what I do, I know what I sell, and I've just been trying to work through a bunch of stuff. So what I finally came up with is going to be like on the first what what they call above the fold on the website okay is going to say um, is that that little top part yeah the okay. first part that you see when you come on a website is uh, take the guesswork out of the design process like it that's what I do catchy yeah yeah so it and it applies to what I do um, on the podcast because we talk about process here um, it applies to how I work with a client so I'm going to help you take the guesswork out of the design process so you leave all that stuff up to me basically mm-hmm. so it works on double and when I start putting out like courses and products they will all the things that I have will contribute to taking the guesswork out of your design process love it so it like works on all the levels yep. that I need it to so I'm working on that um something really cool I'm gonna I'm gonna try and do this from now on to try and like bring a cool like design story or news or something um this two weeks ago um I've been saving this one up because we didn't have time last time but I listened to Shakespeare Folger library Shakespeare Folger Shakespeare library podcast okay and a couple weeks ago they had an episode about this um it's the Commonwealth Shakespeare Company yes is doing vr shakespeare performances that's so weird and so, cool yeah so i can't imagine it check out the podcast it's it's i think it's just called vr shakespeare vr hamlet or something they do hamlet and they they do a really good job of i want to explaining that. something that's visually a thing on a podcast that's so um, cool oh you so cool you know what that reminds me of really really fast jimmy fallon just played that on played a different version of charades on his show with Amy Poehler where instead of like acting out what they are doing for charades they had to like strap their arms down and they had to just shout what they would be doing at each other <laughs> to like like I would be I would be moving my hands up and down and wiggling oh my, my hips <laughs> so I would be holding three fingers in the air okay three words it's not quite that entertaining but it's similar yeah. it's similar it reminds me of that yeah it's really cool so um check that out that's like that's my, really it's, cool it's really interesting really cool i listened to the Probably episode twice but just because i wanted to like the way home. really get into what that was about um also facebook have you noticed that facebook's mobile mobile app looks different yeah Do, can you tell what it, what they did they move where i see my messages they, they took away the blue bar on top. It looks nice. So it's clean. It feels better. Yeah. So um The blue I, bar was dumb. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I I noticed I noticed it and then I also listened to so I'll put a bunch of links because um I want everybody to be able to find these things that I do. Um I also um listened to the Design Observer podcast. Um and they were talking about this redesign and apparently they're trying it out first on the mobile. Okay. And then they're going to transition it everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, Mark Zuckerberg is blue-green colorblind, and that's why they use blue. Even though Even though blue is also, like, big in the tech industry, and it's for trust and, yeah. you know, all the stuff that goes along with it. But, but it also helps him. It also helps him. That's so, interesting, which is something we want to talk about. Yeah, and we, we need to do a lot of more planning. Yeah. So maybe, like, in the early hundreds, like, before, I'd say so. Yeah. I'd say so, because it's something I'm, like... This is like a conversation we could have for mm-hmm. hours. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah. So um, so that was interesting. So just been thinking a lot about like 
the thought behind why they would take that bar away and um, the clean look of it. Mm-hmm. And the something that they talked about, um, so this is Jessica Helfand and Michael Beirut. They're two big design folks. Um, that's their podcast, the Design Observer Podcast. What they were thinking was that um, a lot of people are blaming, this was all this their theory, but I thought it was really cool, so I wanted to bring it. Um, a lot of people blame Facebook um, for the content on Facebook, right? Even though it's just it's, a medium. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So what they're thinking is, I wonder, they said, I wonder if part of this is by taking away the blue bar and just barely having a logo up there, it leaves people to have to own the content that, that they makes post. so much sense. Like, no, this isn't us. This is your stuff. Yeah. guys. <laughs> this and is on like, you. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that was their thing. Like, maybe they didn't think that deeply about it. But that's a great theory. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then uh, Mother's Day, too, was busy. I painted. Sorry, I keep whacking it. It's okay. You um, keep whacking the computer screen. Yeah. It's <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle, you can't see. No. Like, I need... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I painted. Which is My really husband, cool. you know, in 30 minutes, threw together four wood easels. Like, no big deal. Rolling my eyes. <laughs> and Kelly would be like, yeah, I can do that in about three years. <laughs> Kenny was like, so I don't know what you want to do for Mother's Day. No, you just wanted to chill out. I was thinking... Um, I have some extra wood. I was thinking just making some wood easels. It'll take me like 30 minutes. <laughs> I was like, okay. And like, we did. With like a hammer and yeah. some nails. <laughs> and I got a blotchy tan on my leg because I sat out in the sun for like four a hours cheetah girl. with holy jeans. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, I've been listening to the song I wanted to bring probably for, I don't know, two or three summers in a row. And I don't know how I haven't brought it yet, but it's a really fun song. It's uh, by... Oh, I'm looking for my phone because I'm so used to doing it. (laughs) It's by a band called Phoenix, and it's called Listomania. fun it's yes. upbeat it's summery every time when i hear it in the winter i'm like no it's not time it's not time phoenix <laughs> not now um but the really fun thing about this song for me more than just like i really don't care that much about the lyrics except that at first i thought it was listomania like i make a lot of lists List. and i was like that sounds like me this is my song <laughs> that's my song <laughs> except i looked it up and it's l-i-s Z-T-O-M-A-N-I-A. Um, so I looked it up in Wikipedia. Joel, 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 Joel. Gosh, I have Who too many people today? in my life <laughs> named Joel and Joel. That'll Sorry, have Joel, Joel later. <laughs> yeah, it will. So uh, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia definition because it's really fun. Um, 
Listomania or List Fever was the intense fan frenzy directed towards Hungarian composer Franz Litz during his performances. This frenzy first occurred in Berlin and the term was later coined blah blah blah. He wrote something. <laughs> uh, it was characterized by intense levels of hysteria demonstrated by fans akin to the treatment of celebrity musicians like Beatlemania today. Oh my gosh, it's perfect. And I was like, what? That That's is so great. So cool. Look at him. Oh, go back to the picture. I'll have to maybe post the picture. He's like pretty good looking. So yeah. maybe they just all had a crush on him. He I had don't those know. high cheekbones. I mean, it's a it's a sketch. So who knows? Who knows? They they could have they could have <laughs> accentuated things that they wished. You never know. But, That's really interesting. Yeah. So anyways. good on you for looking up the title. Well, I just was like, what does that mean? Well, and then what are the actual lyrics to this song? I don't know. Like, They're kind of goofy. It's, um, it's sort of nonsensical to me. So sentimental, not not sentimental, sentimental. No, romantic, not discussing it, darling. I'm down and lonely. When we're the fortunate only. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't even really make sense to me to be honest with you. <laughs> I feel like I feel like a robot wrote these lyrics. Like those AI things that yeah. they're like make music robot. A listomania, think less but see it grow, like a riot, like a riot oh, not easily offended, know how to let it go from the mess to the masses. Yeah, I don't know. I don't That's know what too deep to, for me. I know. I'm like, I guess I'm. I don't have my deep poetry <laughs> brain on today or not something. Today. Especially not today. <laughs> Especially not. So, all right. Did we make it in time? Was uh, that eight minutes? No, it was ten minutes. But that's okay. Okay. Well, it's you can edit something clo- down. You know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. We'll see. <laughs> um, we'll we, see how tired you are when you're editing in a couple days um, or, or hopefully whenever. It'd be nice if I got to that tonight, but I don't know. But you're going to a baseball game, so, so. probably not tonight especially in the sun. Um, But on this episode, as I said earlier, we're talking about the reason for why, the reason behind why, why to ask it, the power of why. Why should we ask why? Okay, so um, questioning your decisions tests your motives. Um, And when you're you're doing creative work, um, problem... Creative problem solving. Um, I wouldn't say that this this applies to the kind of creative work like painting or anything where you're just kind of going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't necessarily have to have a reason for that. But similar to even just redesigning my website, um, to be honest with you, I ask why all the time. But because I'm not a web designer, the last three websites I've done, I've not asked why. I've just been like, functionality. I mm-hmm. just need it to have a portfolio. I need it to have this, this, this. But I haven't I haven't told a story. I haven't um, asked why do I want this on here? Why do I want this above the fold? I just was like, here, this looks fine. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But then you just talked about Facebook and how they got rid of the blue, but why they had the blue in the beginning were reasons that mm-hmm. we know, but also we don't know, like Mark Zuckerberg being yeah and green colorblind right so basically asking why allows you to have a backbone to you understanding what you're doing mm-hmm. um and that's such a good way to put it yeah backbone i don't know where that came from i like it your mind my brain your brain all the words <laughs> um so once we know what it is though that then it also allows us to be able to explain it to other people but we can't tell other people why if we don't know why hmm so that makes logic. That's logic. So there's a lot of areas um, that can be a lot more fulfilling just by asking why mm-hmm. as designers. But even in our own lives, like, why do I want to put this on the wall? Or um, why do I want to wear these shoes today? Or whatever. You know, it's asking why, just getting into the habit of asking why about a lot of things um, 
will ultimately like make you just a smarter person. Yes. So you're kind of talking about that now. And you just said that you ask yourself why a lot. But when are the absolute most important times to ask why? Um, so asking why is is going to come into play basically at every stage in the process. So for those of you who have um, this is maybe your first episode. Um we did a whole a whole series on the process and my process. And how many? It was like seven. Six I think episodes, it was six episodes like back in, back in the nineties. Back, back in the nineties. Back in the eighties. Hey, 80s, that was maybe? perfect. My the nineties are so great. We put the process into yes. them. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. So just go back a few episodes yeah. and you'll see all of them there. And you can go on my website too and just search process, um, and you'll be able to find them. But basically, from the very beginning, um, the first why is going to be. In the client brief, I think, where you're asking them, like, what is it you need and why? Like, mm-hmm. why do you think you need a rebrand or why do you need um, a poster or, like, what is the purpose? So the why in that stage is for the purpose of it. And as you go on, you're going to need to ask, you know, why are you choosing certain typefaces? Why are you choosing certain colors? Why are you putting this in the upper left-hand corner instead of the upper right-hand corner Um, when you're planning your hierarchy. Why am I putting this first, this second? Like, why needs to be there at every stage? Do you find yourself forgetting to ask yourself why because you've done those types of things for so long, like choosing a typeface? Like, you're like, obviously, I'm going to choose something like this. Yes and no. Um, Yes And that's why I always use the process and I always keep my stuff nearby because I I can often go, oh, I think this typeface will look really cool. And um, I've talked before about having um, educated intuition and I think we could probably do a whole episode on educated intuition. Write that down. (laughs) Um, But basically, I, I, I have been doing this for closer to 20 years than 10 years. It's like, I don't know, 17 years or something. And so... I have well educated my design intuition, so I could very likely choose a typeface that's going to work and have reasons for it without asking why and without looking at my brief and without looking at my my word map. But that doesn't keep you sharp. No, it doesn't. So when I did when I did the Hemingway book cover design, I kept going back to I had actually chosen a different font for. Um, the the title of the book, A Movable Feast. Mm-hmm. And it was a serif font, which I had planned on. It was similar to what I wanted. And I could have left it. But when I went back to my brief and I went back to all the words that came along with planning that, um, it went back to literature and writing and author and things from that time. And so then I was like, oh, I need to change this typeface up a bit and go find one that's similar to a typeface they would have used at that time. Okay. So then I went and changed for to a different sans serif that was similar, but it was called paperback and it was a little bit closer to the why of my design. That makes sense. So I, you can do it, but will it ultimately be like the, the best, best decision? You can do? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Can you, can you personally, this is like a you question, can you tell when you're looking at someone at a design that they, they didn't ask themselves why for every bit of the piece? Yeah, absolutely. And that's because of design intuition? It's Well, I wouldn't say that part. The, the intuition is more when it comes to um, making decisions. Intuition is for decision making. Um, being able to look at a design and see where people didn't have reasoning and didn't ask why just comes from 
um, comes from experience. Um, when I would when I would grade portfolios or when I when I look at student work or even other other designers work, I could go, okay, but that doesn't make any sense. Like like something's throwing you yeah, off. Even if even if I don't even if I don't have any clue as to what their problem was or whatever, it's like, okay, I can see that this actually doesn't feel like one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. Okay. Or whatever. It's like this doesn't work here. And can you tell me and that's usually where I'll go, Hey Michelle I see how these, you know, I see how these things are working here on this CD cover. Um, I know this band's music. Can you tell me why you chose to put this red flower in the corner? And chances are they're not going to have a why. Yeah. They're like, it just looks pretty. And I have a really amazing BSO meter for design. <laughs> I'm oh. like, go ahead, keep talking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Sure, that yeah, was Yeah, I believe you. And so then I'll mm. go, okay, so, but you know that red is for, for passion and all the things that go along with red is, you know. Courage. And they're like, crickets, crickets. <laughs> so I would say that I can tell why more by talking to them. And I can tell if they're if they're trying to just pull it out of nowhere. Yeah. Because, no, you can only do so much with that. If you, that if, makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is, that is part of that. Um, when to ask why always because it's beneficial to you. Yeah. The answers to your why should also make sense. Mm. So, well, to you that like that just sounds like logical, but but you have. I guess it's I I guess it's not I I guess it's not like a given. If that makes sense, yeah. Well, and it has to make sense with something other than your feelings. Mm. So it has to have a logical, non-feeling related answer. Scientific science, kind of. It's design science. It's yeah. kind of like. You know, it's a math problem. Yeah, figure in a, it out in a way because if you're saying like, like we've talked about a million times, I chose this, that, or the other because it just felt right, and it's not because of your design intuition. It's just because of your preference, or you were lazy, or whatever the the case may be. Mm-hmm. It can't. Your reasoning can't be because you liked it. Okay, so then how do you ask why? How do you ask why you you ask it based on your problem? So last last episode we talked about um, the complacent, the lazy, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and going through those questions when you say, okay, well, does it serve my audience? Mm-hmm. Does it appeal to my audience? Is it legible? Is it communicating the message? Is it does it have a clear ask? Whatever your problem, you ask the why in relation to those things. Why did I do this? Oh, your answer should be because it appeals to uh, 40 to 60 year olds. I feel like howing, 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 howing. how to ask why. Yeah, howing. I like that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Howing. What was the other word? Enjoyful. Enjoyful. Howing. Um, How to ask why could be like in another episode, like just because it seems like there's a whole nother outline to it. um, Because that's just that's part of your process at that point. How to ask why is another like, well, you need to do this and you need to go into this part of it and this section and do these things. Right. And if... If you know how to ask why of your own, of yourself, ask mm-hmm. yourself why, um, it will make you better at asking other people why, which if you are out there and you have any desire to be a creative director or an art director in any way, this is a skill that you have got to get good at mm-hmm. um, because you have to be able to ask in a way that is is a open-ended 
it's sort of like when our kids get home from school and we're like, you can go, how was your day? And they go, fine. And that's the end. Or you can say, um, what I've gotten in the habit of doing, who did you play with at lunch today? Mm -hmm. What did you have for lunch today? All of the open-ended things that require the other person to dialogue with you about their design. Man, being a mom helps that so much. (laughs) It really does. I I mean, it's still kind of a struggle because my daughter is just really like, how do I say? I don't know the word for what, how, like how she. Ambivalent? Uh, what, what? I don't know the. I don't know the meaning of the word. It's um, <laughs> <that's> a quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, she's like. It's like I'll just be like, so, what did you do today? Or like, who did you play with today? And she'd be like, No, I played by myself. Oh please! And then she'll just like look off in the distance, and it takes her like ten minutes to be like, Oh, today Ariana, blah 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 blah. I'm like, Oh, so you talked to someone today? <laughs> so you weren't a loner all day yeah. long in the corner by yourself? Yeah, and sh- but she'll like play it off like. I didn't have any fun and no one was there and oh, I just gosh. whatever. I'm just like drama queen. <laughs> but that's like that yeah. like teaches me how to ask it it does. Why. It does. And I open ended questions. I have a blog post about this and I, I printed it without the number, so I'll have to get back to you on that later. But um basically I I actually wrote to put it simply, how to ask why means be like an obnoxious toddler. <laughs> keep asking Gosh. why until you reduce your choices to the simplest answer you can come up with. So, you know, I don't know about DJ, but Kaden, my son, is my daughter was never the why kid. She was never like, why this? Why is the sky blue? Why are the clouds fluffy? Like, she was not that kid, but Kaden is why everything. Why are the clouds fluffy? Why everything? Because that's how God made them. <laughs> I know, today. that's the easy answer, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, science is a thing, but I don't know the answer to that scientifically. Ask why? Uh, yes, number 60. Blog post number 60, guys. Good yep. job, Michelle. Yep. Uh, she's a great co-pilot. That's what I'm here for. Um, so basically, if you see a design and you, you, you put together something and you say, okay, why did I use green? Because green is, you know, springy. Okay, why did you need springy? Okay, this. Then ask why until you can't ask yourself why anymore. Mm-hmm. And the deeper you can go on that, gives more depth to your design. Mm-hmm. And that that is another thing. That is something special that I think I do that not a lot of designers do when I talk about my work. That is one thing that sets me apart because I have deep reasoning for mm-hmm. everything. And another reason I think that you should ask why, not so other people can look at you or look at your work and say, well, that's good. I can tell she or he asked why. Um, but it's, it's for you. So you can be proud of the work that you, the, the hard work that you put into right. the final outcome of whatever your project. And it basically makes it like foolproof, unquestionable for your reasoning. Mm-hmm. So if you can give people enough reasons for why you do something, they will buy into it as opposed to, I don't know, I just thought it looked really cool. Then they can go, well, I don't think it looks cool. Change <laughs> this, that, and the other thing. Make the font bigger, like all the things no. that they do. Um, so I have this example. Um, if if you're if you're choosing a typeface and you, there's, do you know what the typeface Gil Sands is? It's just a... <sighs> Sounds fishy. No, I don't. <laughs> it's, just a, it's a geometric sans serif. Okay. Um, okay. Font. So you would ask yourself, okay, why am I using Gil Sans? Because you wanted a sans serif. Why a sans serif? Because you wanted something more classic and dependable. Why? Because those are words that your client associates with themselves. Why? Because they have been around for over 30 years, owned by the same family. So see how that kind of like went down the rabbit hole of the yes. typeface. Yes. 
Also, Gill Sands is just named after Eric Gill, who created it. There you go. Good I job. Thought, I, it has nothing to do with fish. No. Oh, you were thinking gills? Oh, I'm all, it sounds fishy. She's trying to do a pun and I don't understand. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> there it is. Move on. Well, there it is. So not, it just, he just was like, I made this up, so I'm calling it me. So this is like the good rabbit hole. I always talk about how so many things are terrible rabbit holes, like going into, um, to do your research this online. Is this is a good one. Continue to go down the rabbit hole of why. And I, I use so many Alice in Wonderland things in my brain. It's just the way it works. I like it. I like it. Follow the white rabbit. Yeah. Um, also, Gil Sands has been around since 1926. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a minute. That's it's a been long around time. for a minute. So just so, okay, I'm so done that, with well, Gil no, Sands. Moving that, on. That's why it makes sense because they're classic and dependable. They've been yeah. around a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's how, and that's another thing that I didn't hit on enough, I don't think in the process episodes is like choosing the typeface. So if you have those words like classic and dependable in your word map, and that's something you want to incorporate into your brand, you need to look for typefaces that have been around a long time. You're not going to go with one that they came out with just last week that's like this brand new interesting thing Mm -hmm. um, because it doesn't work with the why. I agree. Sorry. (laughs) You were writing something. Yes. I'm like, so, okay. It's okay. I have more Um. to say. I'll let you write. (laughs) Um, So designer intuition is, uh, is something that can develop over time. So the thing I just talked about, but asking why doesn't leave the equation no matter how experienced you are so even though i've been doing this for close to 20 years i will never stop asking why because it keeps me sharp it keeps me from making bad decisions and it allows me to have a safety net to fall back on when clients or anyone else questions the reasoning and the reason it keeps you sharp is because you have to research yeah it forces you to research it forces you to to research it's also like which is it, part it, of your process. It takes away the the like designers just do magic and make things pretty. Mm. It's strategy. I like I, I know, wish. I wish this pen <laughs> done. <laughs> like a fairy godmother yeah. over here with like this a is, wand. Yeah. So it we should be making strategic decisions. We should have reasons. And you know, we could probably do fifteen episodes on why and have them be about completely different things. Why in your brand? Why? Why on your website? Why in your process? Um, you know, all the things. Which so we might, was, but we won't do that to you in no, a row. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's a lot. I'll just get tired of saying the word why, why? and give up on it altogether. <laughs> Brandy's uh, abandon the word why makes headlines. <laughs> Never going to happen, you guys. Never going to happen. You know, what's funny is um, the two two years ago, one of my graduating students, one that actually ended up winning a whole bunch of... Um, Addy Awards and thanked me on stage for them. I was like so honored. So cool. But one of the things, one of the last week of of school, um, he was like, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make t-shirts for people that go through your classes. And I was like, okay. And he's like, they're just gonna say why. (laughs) Dash, you know, said by Brandy C. And I'm like, I think that's a compliment. That's really it's quoted. Yeah, it's quoted. Why? Why question mark and then it's Brandy C. Yep. At Brandy C. It's really genius. I know. It I never happened. It. Maybe I'll just make it myself. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. So um, designers who operate from a place of why have plans and strategies and they know how to implement them. So if you don't ask yourself why, you should start. Do it early. Do it often. I feel like that's something else. What do they? What else do they say? Like <sighs> breast cancer awareness, get scanned early and often. Yeah. Like, this is like your mammograms. <laughs> Go get this is your PSA. <laughs> PSA. Women. Ask why often and regularly and also 
Go get your yearly screening. screening. Sure. Michelle, <laughs> on that beautiful note, where can people find us? Well, you can find us on all forms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, if you want, even though it's kind of weird in a weird platform. Um, <laughs> at Randy C, go ahead and spell your name. B-R-A-N-D-I-S-E-A. You can also follow us on Instagram at Design Speaks Podcast, and you can go check out our playlist on Spotify. Um, if you love this show and you would like to support it, we would be so very honored if you um, did. Uh, it helps us keep making episodes. Um, you can get to our Patreon. It's pa- patreon.com slash design speaks. You can give one time. You can give monthly as little as a dollar, as much as you want. It's a dollar totally, a month, guys. That's like not a big deal. It's not, um, but it helps a, that dollar. Like it usually costs us a couple bucks to transcribe the show. So yes. a couple bucks helps us get that transcription out to you. Um, Brandy has monthly subscriptions to so many things. Monthly slash yearly <laughs> subscriptions to um, things like we use Adobe Audition mm-hmm. to record the podcast. I use it at home to edit it. That's two separate subs- subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Um, this costs money. It's not free, but we love doing it, which is why we're doing it. So if you're able to help us out, we would be so very honored and eternally grateful. Eternally. Eternally grateful. Um, we can't do it without you. We'd so. be so enjoyful. <laughs> we'd be is so I, enjoyful. We'd be full of enjoyful. No, full, I don't know. Fully, I don't even know how to use that word. We'd be enjoyful. Um, <laughs> just straight straight across. Sure. Enjoyful. <laughs> Patreon.com slash design speaks. Um, a shout out to Joel who transcribes this pro- podcast and edits everything and is has to text us at like 10 o'clock at night to be like how do you spell that font what is that <laughs> i don't understand and we're just like i'm just like i don't either what, Brandy? Word, what <laughs> word did you say here i don't know i'll have to go listen why would why is new spelled so weird and n-e-u-e u-u-u it's like albuquerque yeah it is good luck yeah and also a shout out to colin from vespertine for allowing us to use his Music Shatter in the Night as the intro and outro to our podcast, and he's having he's going to have new music out soon. I was just about to say, yep. So check him out again if you haven't already. He has announced that he's signed to a really awesome label, and they're making him and they're making him they're helping him produce and create really awesome music that he's so excited for, and I'm excited to hear. So we're all excited. Go check it out. Fade in a grim mystique, but we go.